the student of the game podcast where we break down the life strategy and advice of successful individuals who are students of their own game and masters of their own craft thanks for tuning in let's get to the episode Welcome to the Student of the Game podcast. I'm your host, Nick Galbraith, with my co-host, Tim Stone. And we have an amazing guest for you today, Brandon Gaskin from Ocala, Florida. He's a 22-year-old, a part-time travel nurse and a full-time real estate investor. And he invests into single-family and multi-unit properties in Ocala, Florida, and uh, maybe some outside the market. I'm not too sure we got to catch up on things, Brandon. But uh, we really appreciate you being here, man. Uh, great to be here, man. Uh, super excited to be here. Uh, you know, talk with you guys. So, yeah, it kind of all started from Bourbon Street in New Orleans at the Bigger Pockets uh, event. Ooh, yeah, the hand grenades. Yeah. Hand grenades, <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> Some good times. But, uh, Brandon, if you could just start off and um, really take us back. I mean, you're 22 years old and, you know, being a full time investor, you know, part time travel nurse and, um, you know, just kind of take us back to, I mean, did you go to college? Did you go to school or? Yeah, I did. Um, you know, so I'm a registered nurse, uh, work in the ICU. Um, yeah. So yeah, work as a travel nurse. So kind of go bounce all around the country, you know, every couple months switching it up. Uh, so it's kind of like getting paid to go travel and vacation for work and just work, you know, a couple of days a week. Um, but yeah, so you want to get in like before college and all that? And yeah, kind of just a little background. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so before college, uh, I grew up, you know, in Ocala, Florida. Um, come from a definitely not an investing family whatsoever. Mm. Um, so they all kind of thought, you know, super crazy when I went out on this venture. Um, kind of how I grew up, um, I think, is, you know, really interesting in the foundation that it gave me uh, it's been super beneficial so it kind of came from like a split difference my parents were kind of total opposites uh you know one my dad like you know when he retired after like 30 years being the sheriff's department he made like fifty four thousand dollars a year he was that dave ramsey guy um never invested all money like under the mattress never had a mortgage um you just work your butt off and save every penny and, you know, put it under that mattress and, you know, you'll have a good life. Um, you know, he's, you know, done very well, um, you know, instilling all those principles in me, um, you know, and he's very well off and has a bunch of properties and like hunting properties and, you know, retired living his best life. Um, and then the other, you know, 50% of the power I was raised, uh, my mom, she is a nurse anesthetist. So, you know, it's a very good paying job, um, not a hard job to make about $250,000 a year. Uh, so obviously a very higher income source, um, but she's a big spender, um, did not uh, instill the value of the dollar. Um, and uh, so definitely not as well off. Um, so it just kind of taught me the difference there about you know, one side, very frugal, um, even with a little bit of money, you know, coming out very far ahead in life. And then the other side, kind of a little bit of the opposite. Um, but yeah, so right before college, you know, when I was young, my dad's always been like making us work hard for whatever we had. We always had, you know, buy our own trucks, pay for our own insurance, you know, all that stuff. If you want something, you have to go out and work for it. Um, so I start out like 15 years old, like you know, in a full-time construction job uh, during the summers, uh, you know, making $8 an hour out in the hot sun, busting my butt every single day uh, while everyone else is enjoying their summers. Uh, I was going to college full-time too at the time, doing that dual enrollment, if you guys know about that. Um, and then, you know, I knew on this plan was, you know, I'm going to get my associates in high school. I'm going to go to nursing school, work for about a year or two, and then I'm going to go to anesthesia school like my mom. Yeah, I'm going to come out and go make, you know, $250,000 a year. But I'm not going to be like her. I'm going to save every penny and then, you know, just live modestly and retire early that way. Um, and then those plans kind of changed a little bit. Um, 
so I got out of nursing school. I was like 18 or maybe just turned 19. So I'm like super young. Um, but, you know, I'm making good money. Then I'm starting out, you know, made about 100000 my first year, uh, like 19. So, like, I thought, you know, I was on top of the world. Oh, yeah. Uh, so at that time, you know, I've always been, you know, kind of like money hungry of trying to, you know, what can I do to, you know, make my money, make money. Um, so I don't know anybody in my life, uh, who invested in real estate, uh, to be honest, uh, when I went to bigger pockets and met you guys, like that was the first time I ever met other people that really invest in uh, real estate. Uh, so like, you know, everyone else in the world, um, I have some, a little bit of extra money in my pocket. I'm like 18, 19. I pick up a uh, rich dad, poor dad. I read it. Um, and then I picked up, I remember I went to Barnes and Nobles and I bought rich dad, poor dad, like everyday millionaires by Chris, uh, I forget his last name. Chris like Hogan. All, yeah. The Dave Ramsey uh, guy. Yeah. And then like all of Dave Ramsey's books. Um, and so I, I thought about it. I was like, I'm going to go buy, you know, rental property. I'm going to have it for two years. And then, you know, maybe I'll live in it. Um, and we'll go from there. Um, you know, my dad, you know, being that frugal, you know, stick your money in the under the mattress is like, ah, it's not a good idea. You know, tenants, you know, they destroy your properties, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so that idea just kind of went back in the back burner. Never really thought about it. Um, and then about two years later, or fast forward to like uh, last year, you know, I was 21. Um, I'm doing this travel nursing thing and um, start out, uh, go to New York when COVID first started. Um, you know, working out there seven days a week, 12 hours a day. Uh, I was able to stack away some money. Um, and then I don't know if you guys are kind of familiar with travel nursing, but it's kind of, it's a pretty interesting field. So what they do is um, they give you a stipend every week. You get paid weekly and you have a living stipend. It's tax free. Um, and, you know, usually the idea is you want to use it. Um, it's for housing, but you want to pocket as much as you can. Mm. Um, but so after that New York assignment, I actually had a free housing up there. But so I go to Houston, Texas. Um, this was the real kind of game changer. Um, how I really like got the fire of real estate in me was um, me and my buddy are living in a two bedroom, two bath. Um, it's, you know, right because we're only there for a couple months. So we have to have like a furnished place, you know, that someone else pays the utilities, someone else, you know, pays the Wi Fi, all that. Um, so kind of like an Airbnb style. Um, so we're staying in this two bedroom, two bath in the Houston Med Center. We're paying six grand a month for it, oh my which gosh. is just astronomical, right? But like we didn't mm-hmm. care because our company—you were being given money to pay that, right? Yeah. So we gave we were had an allowance uh, of three grand each, um, and they were like, in this a certain instance, it was uh, if you don't use it all, you don't get it. So it was like you might as well use every penny. So we just went and got yeah, the most you know expensive place. You were like going to use all three thousand of it each. So and that was just it, a living stipend. Yeah, um, wow. and it was like I said, if you didn't use it, you might as well like you know you didn't get it. So we're making you paint six grand for this you know little two bedroom two bath apartment. Um, it's like a thousand. It's not anything huge, and uh, so I'm like, okay. This is kind of crazy. I was like, <laughs> and like we had a kind of hard time finding places too. I was like, you know, there wasn't a huge supply. So I was like, I need to do something like this. So I uh, kind of brought that philosophy and kind of transferred it back and towards my home market. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of like my niche is uh, doing like short term housing for. Uh, travel and healthcare people, mostly nurses. Uh, yeah, I do have like some PAs and some doctors. Um, so yeah, I furnish them and then, you know, rent them out and you know, it's a month to month basis, but you know, I've had some people stay, usually they stay anywhere from three months. To, I've had some there like in the state for like two years actually, but paying those higher rates. So. Yeah. Thank you for breaking that 
down, Brandon. I'm not sure if you had a, a question to him, but uh, um, I mean, just kind of getting the bare bones. I just want to go back and um, so your mom, at, can you say that word one more time? What she did? She's a, a nurse anesthetist. Nurse anesthetist. What what is that? Uh, she's the person in the operating room that uh, puts the breathing tube down your throat and uh, keeps you asleep during surgery. Okay. Pretty okay. much. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. But um, yeah, thanks. The, the thanks for clarifying that. I remember you telling me in New Orleans. But um, so I mean, so you just kind of saw that model with your with your friend that six grand apartment. But I mean, did did you have a discussion with an investor that owned one of those, or you just kind of took that idea back to Ocala and just started? I mean, really looking for uh, properties and using that technique. So, like I said, uh, before I even went to Bear Pockets, that was the first time I've honestly ever talked to like another real estate investor. Uh, yeah, ever. Um, so I was just like, I'm gonna go do this, and I'm gonna figure it out. I don't know anyone else that invests in real estate. You know, I've been listening to, you know, October of last year, um, 2020. Um, you know, I started listening when I was living in that apartment. I found the Bigger Pockets uh, podcast, um, and I started listening to it. Um, and then I think you know I was under contract on my first place, like, you know. A couple weeks later, uh, um, I was just like, yeah, I'm just that person of I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna build my parachute on the way down, not before I jump. Um, ready, which, aim, fire. Yeah, <laughs> or no, no, ready, uh, fire, aim. That's how it goes. Exactly. Fire and then you um, aim later. So yeah, I was just all, you know, in a splitter decision. I'm gonna do it and I'll figure it out. And, yeah, uh, you know. Thing, you know, which I think is good because, you know, a lot of people, you know, get stuck in analysis paralysis, you know, wait years. Um, I wouldn't have had the, you know, success if I would have just sat there and moseyed along, kept pushing it off. Um, I think, you know, that's the best way to do it is just to jump in and, you know, you'll learn more from your mistakes than uh, if you sit there and wait around. So. Yeah. So you said it, it was weeks after you discovered bigger pockets that you were in under contract on your first property. Yeah. I think it was like um, two or three weeks later, honestly. Wow. Um, I actually had, and one of my ex-girlfriends, her brother um, is a realtor in the market, you know, right around my area. And I'd seen him and his fiance like killing it, selling all these houses. So, I had a meeting with them um, and I go into their office and we're kind of talking what I want to do. And, you know, originally I was like, uh, I'm going to go. I was like, you know, I'm going to buy like a $150,000 house. I was mm -hmm. like, you know, I'll pay cash or whatever. And, you know, then I'll have, you know, 100% you know, profits, you know, all cash flow. Dave Ramsey style. Uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, thank God I didn't, you know, go that route. Uh, but yeah, so I'm like going in there and then like I go in there and he like shows me all this list of places that are like 350,000, 500,000, like a million dollars. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I had like a mini heart attack. I was like, whoa, whoa, what are we, are we talking about? <laughs> um, and so, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I guess, you know, I'll go to the mortgage route or whatever. Um, and then went under contract on a place um and then that deal you know luckily didn't work out there's a lot of problems with inspection um so we backed out of that and then i think like a week later went back under contract on my first property and closed on it and uh really it was a home run what was that first property uh so the first property was a duplex um it, it, you know before 2020, uh, when the market for market got crazy, someone had bought it for I think like 195. Uh, they went in completely renovated, flipped it, uh, list price of 305. Uh, we did an escalation clause up to 318, 500, uh, praise for 320. And looking back now, like if it was you know 400,000, like. I could have paid it and like would have been fine, but uh, it was definitely a little scary at the time. 
you know, coming from those Dave Ramsey roots of thinking, you know, $318,000. Oh my God. So, uh, so yeah, duplex. Um, and you know, I said, I know what I was doing and I really just hit a home run with this deal actually. And, uh, it all worked out and it kind of showed me, you know, what I need to do my business model on. Yeah. Um, so luckily this property itself was right next to like walking distance to like one of the, our bigger hospitals in Florida, mm. uh, which is a teaching hospital. And it's also in like a college town. Um, so this hospital itself kind of always utilizes travel nurses and stuff. Um, and I think that was a big, you know, thing I've learned of, you know, if you can get a place like walking distance to one of these hospitals, like that's a big selling point because, you know, I want to be able to just walk across the street to work. I mean, if I had to pay a couple hundred bucks a month extra as a travel nurse, like that would be beneficial to me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Brandon, just stopping you there for a sec. Um, we heard a new term that uh, we haven't heard on the podcast before. It's called escalation clause. Can you kind of tell listeners what that is? Yeah. So pretty much, uh, like I said, like that property was listed at 305. And pretty much what we did, we said was with proof of, you know, other people's funds or whatever, we will mm-hmm. pay a thousand dollars more over asking over their price up to a certain price. So I think we said up to like 320,000 escalation clause up to $320,000. So someone else offered like 317.5. So we paid 318.5. Nice. And with that, the business model you're doing where you are getting the tenants that are essentially being paid this money that they can't keep that has to go towards rent. You're in a situation where you can charge or you're going to charge a higher rent regardless. So, now that you're more comfortable with it and you have seen the business model work and cash flow, are you finding it a little bit easier to buy these types of rental properties just because of, you know, they're going to cash flow because they're going to make more than the typical investor is underwriting for? Uh, yeah, I've been so, you know, if I've been, I've um, kind of leveraged it where I make sure that these properties, um, if because the travel nurse market right now because of COVID's pretty uh fluctuated uh pays like quadrupled um so i've leveraged it where no matter what these properties are all kind of one percent rules no matter what Mm -hmm. they're all rent for if thing worst case scenario i can rent them out on a long-term base um you meet that one percent rule and still cash flow um but honestly, deals have kind of been like falling in my lap. Um, only one of them really has been on market. The rest have kind of been just, hey, I heard that, uh, you know, you're buying some properties uh, and then like somebody just sends them to me. And so they're most, a lot of them have been off market, actually, you know, just from people hearing kind of what I've been doing and sending me stuff. Uh, yeah, very cool. Um, and I remember um, when we were talking about that duplex one day, you're like, you know, always make sure you have a backup strategy. Just don't go off the the rents of um, the travel nurse. What you know, what you think you can get, and what was that? What was that website that um, we were on? Was it furnacerental.com? Um, so how I market mine, um, I market them on a website. It's called furnishfinder.com. Mm-hmm. Um, it's essentially a site. Uh, predominantly for travel nurses and other people in healthcare, uh, where people list, you know, whether it be rooms in their house or entire houses. Uh, majority of them, I would say, are other travel nurses who rent out their homes while they're gone to go on assignment. Mm. Um, but yeah, so you know, like I said, it's I did the Airbnb thing for a little while. Yeah. Um, like a week and a half uh, until I got started <laughs> and quickly realized I hated it so much. Uh, just dealing with the type of people on Airbnb, uh, it was a headache to me. I mean, they just, you know, complaining about the tiniest little things. Yeah. Uh, you know, these type of clients that I'm running to, they're there to work. Um, and that's it. They're not, they're all, yeah, I know they're going to pay. Um, 
you know, I don't do background checks on them. I just uh, ask for kind of like a copy of their contract. Um, that way, Mm. stipend if the hospital, well, the hospitals, uh, their hospital, their contract with the hospital. So, okay, um, I know that if the hospital, you know, is going to hire them, you know, I don't have anything to worry about. Um, and then also on that contract has their pay. So it also kind of gives me a better idea of, you know, what I can charge in the market right now. Um, kind of how things are changing. Yeah. So and I it, need to adjust my uh, rates and go higher or lower. Yeah. And, and that's what you do on Furnish Finder is just kind of see, um, you know, if they allow pets. And I was going to ask you that question next is like, what um, characteristics do you market your property as that you see more um, attractive, you know, in the travel nurse market? Um, so, you know, I'm, I've studied a lot of markets um, and I'm kind of lucky that the market I started with um, was such a good one. Uh, so I go, I won't go to a market. If you go to like you know, Houston, Texas or something, I mean, on that website, there's like 800 places. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and mine, there's only like 50 of them on there. Um, so I do uh, allow pets of mine. Um, and I do make sure that all these properties have a fenced in backyard mm. because if you have those two, you're like now in like the top 10% because a lot of places will not um, allow pets. And then, you know, a lot of people have dogs and they're working 12 hour shifts. So they need, you know, a place for them to stay outside during work and stuff like that. Um, so that's a huge market selling point of, you know, why I'm pretty much always uh, never have vacancies um you know people are moving in the next day after someone moves out um so yeah, those I think- are really big selling points and then the fact of you know trying to have a place that's walking distance to a hospital yeah and it's like a little a little privacy getaway you know when um these nurses are just done work and they're like you know i don't want to talk to anybody else and they got their own backyard and they can watch their dog go play and um it's just comforting to live in a a good, nice place and, you know, get to lay their head down and, and work and all that good stuff. And, um, um, uh, Brandon, would you mind kind of taking a dive in like your portfolio, um, today and like what the, what the numbers are looking like in the spread that you are obtaining now, you know, in the travel nurse, you know, shorter term, um, rent, not a long-term lease. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, uh, <clears throat> this year, so in about, the last like 10 months or something, I've done uh, four duplexes. All my mm-hmm. properties are duplexes. So four duplexes. Um, I have two like right next door to each other. And then uh, about a couple minutes away, I have two more. They're also right next door to each other. Um, like I said, that was more of uh, the people say, people saw that I like close on this property and they were like, hey, you interested in buying, you know, this one here, here right next door too as well. Um, so that's been a huge advantage. Uh, but pretty much all these properties um, have roughly been around the $300,000 uh, range, all these duplexes. All renovated units? Um, a little different. So first one was a turnkey. It was 318 um, And that one, you know, I charged about $3,000 a side. So, you know, oh, at that's, more, that's the 2% rule. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so seeing, you know, massive cash flow on that, I mean, that property was like a over 200% return, cash on cash return this year. Um, because I did FHA and like I'm renting one side out by the room technically, because uh, that's my home. But, you know, I'm not there a lot, but it's still legally, I still meet all the requirements because I'm only renting out that room in the one side technically. Yeah. Um, and I do go back there every once in a while. You, you ever rent out your bedroom? Uh, yeah. I mean, they understand it. I mean, most of these people, too, uh, you know, me and Nick have talked about this before. Uh, you know, a good way for this strategy is to uh, back into, you know, what I'm looking for in these properties is mm-hmm. you don't really, I don't need a five bedroom, two bed house. Uh, you know, these people are coming there, you know, either by themselves to work or they might have like a travel partner, another nurse with them. So all of these I'm targeting two bedroom, one bath mostly. Um, 
that so far that's what all these properties are all these duplexes are two bedrooms one bath per side um, not huge each side's about a thousand square foot <clears throat> um, but uh, you back into those numbers i guess uh, yeah first one was you know, 318 uh, mortgage and everything and all expenses um, looking at you know after i pay utilities and all that um, about 2100 and you know i'm renting out like i said three grand a side so you know that's cash flow you know about over 3500 bucks a month off yeah of, you know, one property and the rest are kind of followed suit with that um that's phenomenal that's one one property it was at the first property yeah so like i said i really hit a home run with that property um just because like that location where it's at you know everything worked out well and thank god that it did because you know if i didn't hit a home run with that property you know who knows if i would have been had such a fire to keep going keep pushing and going buying more i would probably would have said i ah, quit it this isn't yeah you know, real estate's too scary um for real. Off. i mean cash flow in 3500 dollars a month <clears throat> that would that would just about change anybody's life uh yeah i mean it's deal. Crazy, yeah, that's right. Because I mean, they used to make you know three three grand a month as a nurse uh, take home if I didn't you know work overtime. So I mean, it was you know essentially kind of almost be like financially free off you know one property. Yeah, uh, on an FHA, you put three and a half percent down. Yeah, correct. That's uh, that's life changing, people. Yeah, so. <laughs> if you're listening to that, one duplex change your life. Three and a half percent down. Yeah, and like right, I put down like fifteen grand at cash to close, made a little more. Um, and then yeah, so like in you know ten months, you know, and I'm at four duplexes, um, and like pretty much ten grand a month in cash flow in ten months, which was like you know crazy. Like who would have thought? Um, but yeah, so moving on to that property, go buy another duplex, and like I said, didn't know what I was really doing at that point. Um, so like that one I actually did like a 15 year mortgage because I was like, eh, I'm not worried about the cash flow as much, uh, but all the numbers still obviously worked. Um, and then end up buying one right next door. Um, and then those, the last two have been kind of one's a burr and one was kind of an accidental burr. Um, I also didn't do a cash out refi because there was just a lot of room to add equity. Um, and then, you know, like I said, all those numbers are about the same. Rents are about 2700 to three grand a month, roughly. Awesome. So, super awesome. And, and Brandon, what is, what is, um, I know we chatted, you know, the, the um, last couple of days about what your team looks like now. And can you tell our listeners what your team looks like, you know, where you're located, you know, why this is going on in Ocala and, um, you know, what your goals are for, you know, next, next year, 2022. Um, and they'll kind of just go from there. Um, so, yeah, right now, uh, my team, you know, essentially just me. I'm doing all self-management. Yeah. Um, you know, it all kind of worked out. Of, you know, a lot of these places I've never actually, like, seen in person, honestly, ever. Um, I've just been kind of living vicariously through pictures. Um, you know, I do, like, the ring cameras and electric keypads and stuff. Um so it's, you know, pretty, you know, even though I'm across the country, you know, I'm still doing everything. Uh, but honestly, you know, once everything's set up and, they, you know, they're furnished and they're ready to rent, um, it takes up maybe 30 minutes of my week, man, honestly. So it's it's kind of that weird thing. Like, I couldn't hand it because it's, like, kind of like that short-term rental, not the long-term rental. I couldn't hand it off to, like, a property manager. Yeah. Um, so I eventually one day, uh, even though like I said, it only takes up 30 minutes a week and I want to make that more passive and hand that off. Um, so I'll kind of have to figure out a way to do that. Uh, but like I said, it is kind of that weird, happy medium. Um, but yeah, but right now, like I said, it's all self-management. Um, you know, right now I haven't been, uh, I've been, kind of like backing off this last like two months, uh, just getting everything settled with these burrs and stuff. Um, Cause I'm working with some contractors. Well, 
uh, you know, a big lesson I've learned this year, um, you know, being from a really frugal household is, uh, I made a lot of mistakes of, you know, especially not being there and not really having a lot of boots on the ground. Um, definitely had, you know, a bad handful of contractors and stuff and, uh, finally got some good ones that are, uh, you know, really taking care of things and got everything settled now. Um, and talk uh, about, talk about the power of that. I mean, you know, were you being in Colorado and just having, you know, a trustworthy team, you know, being in Ocala and, and renovating your properties and, um, you know, that not being a huge, um, you know, obstacle anymore to be babysitting, you know, contractors and, uh, um, were, pe were people ripping you off? Oh man. Oh, it's, it was a nightmare. Um, and it all comes back to me, uh, you know, just trying to be frugal and save money. And, uh, that lesson of, you know, paying the right people a little more has definitely slapped me in the face, uh, multiple, multiple times this year. Uh, yeah, definitely have gotten screwed over. Um, you know, one already, it's hard to find, you know, worker workers right now in this market, you know, uh, cause there's such high demand. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, I didn't want to go, you know, with these big companies and pay, you know, 20 grand for a bathroom remodel. Yeah. Um, so at first I was actually having, uh, a guy do it and, you know, he, he did a good job, you know, but he was paying me like, I was charging him like a thousand dollars for a bathroom remodel. Yeah. Which is, you know, obviously very cheap. I know you guys seen a couple of pictures of, uh, those bathroom remodels and stuff. And, you know, they look great, but, uh, just going through the process of, uh, you know, I'm not using, you know, someone super professional is a headache. Like the guy, you know, when he did all the construction demo, he just like set it out all in the front yard, uh, all this cut construction debris. And I didn't know about it. Apparently like, you know, he didn't haul it off. So it was like sitting out there for like, a couple of weeks. Um, and I have like all the neighbors apparently like hated me because <laughs> they're like, oh, this new guy, you know, he's just leaving all this junk out. And I had no idea at that time because, you know, I didn't have that team in place. Um, was this the FHA property? No, no. This was uh, like one of the, like my third property. Um, your I just had to go and yeah, um, so I just had to do a quick like just add change the bathroom because it was like this 1970s bathroom that was just like hideous um <clears throat> but yeah not having the team like that's one thing you know i wish i had my parachute built before i jumped out because <laughs> definitely a headache um trying to find those people because you know the you know now like people i use i think like you know each the bathroom remodelers did was like you know, three thousand dollars, which is still really cheap, uh, mm -hmm. not bad at all. Uh, but not having to, you know, get phone calls about, you know, there's construction debris in your yard. It's been there for two weeks, like just stuff like that. Um, you know, the little bit of extra money it costs to have someone that's professional, you know, gets it done quick. Um, in the long run, saves me so much more money, um, time and headaches. So I agree with that. I don't think I've officially been ripped off yet, but uh, the day that happens, everyone in town's going to know about it. I promise. <laughs> oh man. I, uh, <clears throat> it, it'll happen. It'll happen. Have, it, it's, it's part of the game. Oh, tell the story. Actually. Oh man. <laughs> um, so I had a, a guy that was doing my lawns, kind of like a good old country boy. Mm. Um, and I, you know, never really met this guy in person cause I'm across the country. Um, so it was just kind of like, you know, people are from the South, you know, it's kind of like more of like a handshake, you know, agreement. And, uh, like I said, I trying to find the contractors, you know, everyone flakes and stuff and, you know, he's a country, good old boy, you know? So I was like, Hey, do you know anybody? who's doing my lawns i was like do you know anybody that does like you know tile work and stuff like that and he's like oh you know i used to do it and so i was like oh you know go you know go check out you know when you get done my lawn just go in there and tell me what you think uh and he's like oh yeah man, i can do it for 
bathroom home for 750 bucks. Yeah, not a problem. Like, sure, I can get it done in two days. So I was like, all right, man, whatever. So um, I was like, go do that. And then I was like, you know, I also had to replace a water heater at another property for insurance purposes because it was old. I was like, uh, can you do that? He's like, oh, yeah, not a problem. So he goes over there and, you know, tends to live in there and he changes out, not a problem. And then I was like, okay, you, you do the bathroom model. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm like done. Um, I'm pulling my leg and, you know, I hate to admit it, but pretty much she kind of ripped me off for about like 1500 bucks. Um, ended up going to this property and never looked like he even went in there, man. Um, uh, was just pulling my leg. Um, I was way too trusting, you know, yeah. money for materials and, you know, some payment in advance. Um, so he ripped me off for that, but honestly, you know, he did install the water heater and, you know, if I would have charged like, you know, Lowe's or Home Depot to go do it, it would have been more than that. So it all kind of balanced out. So that's whatever. Yeah. But, uh, Lesson learned. Yeah. Big lesson learned. Um, yeah, it's whatever. But well, this is so, a, a good point to bring up the importance of networking because uh, I say for myself, I've gotten almost all of my contractors from people I know that have used them and trust them or through those trusted contacts gotten other people uh, maybe not directly from other investors but like say i got a flooring guy that is you know he's perfect like they've got a big team uh they may be a little more expensive than some people but if i call them they can be out there before the end of the week and people that he knows like because i you know i can trust him we've done business people that he knows are going to be people that I can trust as well because I know the way he runs his business and he wouldn't associate himself with people that are going to rip you off. So it's, uh, it's very important to, you know, network in the, in the markets you are investing in, because if you're, if you have a hot water heater that goes out or something, uh, you can call someone that's actually going to do it or bathroom remodel, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely a hundred percent agree. Um, yeah, like I said, the, the whole process of, you know, and it's, you know, went through a couple guys like that. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, oh, yeah, I'll get out there and you know, never did. And you know, luckily, I was the only one I actually lost money on. But uh, just the amount of time, like, you know, that was a process that was like a month and a half long that I'd lost for a dumb bathroom remodel. Um, because, you know, if I should have in that month and a half, you know, if I would have just paid, you know, the more expensive guy um, in the long run, just that one month would have saved me, you know, yeah, yeah more money. Not not only the $1,500 he ripped you off for, but the month of rent, which was, you know, potentially yeah. over $3,000. Exactly. So really, he stole 4500 bucks from you at least. Yeah. So like I said, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, it's just a I'm lesson. Yeah. It's a lesson learned. Yeah, but uh, that's it's all right. Um, but so definitely now, you know, a lot more, you know, willing to put in the extra money. Um, I actually have a property right now. Um, one of the duplex I got that is actually kind of an accidental, accidental um, burr um, because I think there's just a lot of equity that we're building in it. Um, so I think I will do a cash out refi here soon on it. But like originally, like I bought it, I put, you know, 25% down through the you know, Freddie Fannie Mac investment loan. Um, and now I probably have like a little over, just over a hundred grand wrapped up in this property, but in the grand scheme of things like, right. I'm like, Oh my God. Like you're like, Oh, we should have a hundred grand. Like that's so much money. But at the end of the day, like even if I didn't do a cash out refi, this property is still delivering, you know, a 40% cash on cash return on that hundred grand this year. Mm-hmm. So, um, I definitely go through that struggle like five times a week of like, yeah, you know, my heart <laughs> starts racing and like, and then I just kind of have to remind myself that the long game, you know, don't look at, you know, I just spent, you know, five grand on this furniture. Think about, you know, you know hundred grand total, 40% cash on cash at the end of the year. So it's just an investment. It's a long game, right? Yeah. I think we should address that 
accidental burr. You just accidentally built enough equity that you're able to pull it out and still cash flow. That's sort of something you don't hear about a lot. Um, and people do it intentionally all the time, of course. And um, sometimes they intentionally try to do it and can't even get it done. So how did that happen on accident? Um, so like I said, this was a off-market deal. Um, I bought a, a one identical duplex to it uh, right next door a couple months prior Um at a higher listing price. Um, and then this one, like I said, was identical pretty much in every single way. And uh, I bought it for probably about 30 grand already below market value. And there was already a lot of um, room to grow because it was just like nasty carpets, uh, this really old outdated bathroom. Um, and then plus the housing market, since I bought that one has already, you know, the neighborhood, uh, the equity in those mm -hmm. houses, uh, values have already went up tremendously just in those couple months. Um, so just those little things uh, provided a huge equity. And I you know, did not even think that was going to be a, that wasn't my plan at all, but it just kind of worked out. Uh, really, you know, cause I bought it. So one off market so far under value. And then there was a lot of room to build equity. Yeah, because of his nasty carpets and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, you know, when we did cash out refi, you know, pretty much get, you know, a good portion back. Um, and then because of those rents I'm charging, I mean, I'm still going to be cash flowing, you know, you know mm -hmm. over three grand a month off of that. So, yeah. Uh, Is this something that you, plan to scale and grow maybe beyond your own capital or is it just just a side hustle thing uh, for the time being um so you know i did you know i did use this last uh, purchase was a hard money lender burr uh, that i really kind of dived right into and i bought it off market about 115 grand under market value and i know that's right because i own the duplex right next door and it's identical yeah. too um all these duplex are actually identical pretty much um so i knew you know what it was worth and stuff and it all needed like 20 30 grand um but in the future you know right now um like i said these last like two months i've just kind of been pumping the brakes letting uh getting all these settled uh these birds getting settled get all you know ready and renovated um in the future man you know that's a tough question um you know i heard on a bigger pockets podcast one time i don't remember who said it but um when we talked about our goals for the future um you know and us being so young mm. you know obviously you know i've already quickly became financially free you know 10 grand a month cash flow i mean originally i was like you know i was like okay i'll get 10 grand a month cash flow and you know then i'll settle down and no, that'll be it. I'll be retired. But, you know, then I quickly got to that and I was like, well, you got hooked. Just funny. I got hooked. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Wait, can know, we just go back a little bit? You're, um, you know, 10 month, a, a grand cash flow. And you're like, you know, I just thought I was going to retire at 22 years old. I just want all the yeah. listeners to hear that. Um, and then when you came to the bigger pockets, it just, I mean, it blew all of our minds. Um, as far as, you know, what's possible at our age, um, moving forward, but I'm sorry, I had to cut you off there. Yeah. But, uh, oh, no, we're, we're, we're being so ready. casual about, <laughs> about your story, which is just mind blowing yeah. to probably to a lot of the people listening. Yeah, man. Um, but you know, long-term, um, uh, you know, this business strategy, uh, this niche, it's not something like I said, I can't, you know, or fluctuate a market. Like I already have, you know, like eight of these short-term rentals in like this market um mm -hmm. so i can't over fluctuate that market um i'm not gonna add any more there just because like you know then i'm competing with myself yeah um right now um i'm helping some friends right now pretty much you know take my best model i'm helping them use their you know their financing and their capital um and i'm just doing like equity partnerships with them um so we're starting to do that um you know long term um you know i see myself keep buying more properties um keep growing um 
and then, you know, it's a great, you know, business strategy, you know, I really like it. Um, it's just not much headache at all. Um, so I'll probably will be diving into other markets. Um, long-term goal, you know, would be, you know, that hundred unit building and then, you know, take 10 of those units and then those 10 units implement that business strategy. Um, I would love to do that. I heard something pretty bananas. Was it, was it yesterday when, um, I was talking to that, um, that guy out of Canada, Tim, and he was talking about hotels and Airbnb being all the units in a hotel. And I was like, that's pretty, that's pretty crazy. I was like, never, never really thought of that, but, uh, changing the, the hotel model and hospitality to all Airbnbs. So yeah, when I was in Houston, Texas, uh, that's when I was saying that six grand a month place, uh, that was their business. They're doing kind of like rental arbitrage, um, in this big apartment building, um, and then, you know, furnishing them, running out, but they were doing hotel style. So they were running it out by the night. Um, and they, they were in a couple of big cities. I know they're in Houston. They had like two or three apartment buildings in Houston. I think in like Minneapolis, and I forget where else. Um, and the problem with that was, I mean, I think, you know, if it wasn't for the large influx of travel nurses, uh, I was talking to one of the managers and, you know, I said six grand a month, you know, that's a lot of money. Um, so I kind of, when we came in there, we kind of kept them afloat. Um, so it just kind of showed me, I mean, there's room to do that, but, you know, you kind of have to have a happy medium with price. Um, Cause they were definitely did have a lot of vacancies because, you know, six grand a month is a lot. Um, so that's where I kind of, you know, met in the middle of my pricing. Hmm. So I don't know a whole lot about the travel nurse you know, business and, uh, the markets, but you mentioned not wanting to compete with yourself by having too many rentals in a market. Is that a, is that a problem that you see, um, that becoming a thing? Cause I, I think of monopoly, like you just want to own all yeah. of them and then you're not competing yeah. with yourself. You're building this machine that can't be taken down. But is that is that really the way that the travel nurse market goes? Is that it can become an issue? Um, yeah, like I said, like you know, if you're looking like these big on that Furnish Finder website, um, you can't. If you go into like Houston, Texas, I mean, you're gonna have page after page after page. I mean, hundreds of listings, and those are all sitting vacant until as they're um, on the website or. Uh, on the website, uh, if you go on there, uh, each property, um, you know, you can, it says, you know, available now or available December 6th or whatever. Um, but, you know, there's just so many of them, um, you know, you'll just kind of get lost in there. Um, you know, mm -hmm. my properties, you know, I, because I know, you know, what, you know, people, what travelers just want stuff and yeah. you know, I tailored them to, you know, I'm in like that top 10%. So people always want to stay at my properties because, yeah. you know, I know what they want. But uh, yeah, definitely can't over fluctuate. I mean, you're not going to have, you know, 100 travel nurses going to one city at once most of the time. Uh, so yeah, definitely trying to stay um, in markets where there already isn't, you know, a thousand units on that website. Um, so definitely yeah. backing off my market now. Yeah, that makes sense. And your market, is that Ocala or Jacksonville? It is, it is not. It's uh, Gainesville, Florida. Gainesville, Gainesville, uh, so, yes. Yeah, yeah, so University of Florida. Go Gators, absolutely. <laughs> Even though you know, our football season isn't going too good. So Yeah. I heard the, the head coach just got um, – Just got fired. He, yeah, just got yeah, fired. He did, he did. So we'll see. We definitely have a lot of building to do. Yeah. I grew up a Gators fan. I've never been super big into college football, but I was from Florida. So we were Gators fans. Tim Tebow was there when I was growing up. So, oh, yeah, you know, it happens. Man. Yep. <laughs> yeah, um, Brand, but before we go, um, what's just kind of dive into the advice section for, for our listeners here. Um, um, but I do want to ask a question before we kind of dive in there is what, what has, what is the greatest lesson that you've learned in the last 12 months? Ooh, in the last 12 months, uh, mm. probably just be, you know, 
honestly bring back to me about that uh you know looking at the long term uh not looking at this as a short term uh thing you know obviously you know it, you know it didn't allow me to build a lot of uh cash flow quick uh, that isn't going to be the case in the majority of real estate it is the long game um so looking at it as just you know investment of you know you know, putting in the money first and, you know, let, you know, not going the cheap route, not hiring those cheap contractors, doing things right the first time. Um, so it's, you know, more passive. You don't have to go back and worry about these headaches because um, eventually, you know, that's our part is financial freedom. We don't want to create another job for ourselves. Uh, so just setting yourself up where to make things as, for you as passive as possible. Mm. And, I don't know if we skipped over this or what, but you're saying that first deal was October 2020, uh, or or did it end yeah. up November? Uh, it, we actually closed very beginning of January, so like I said, that first one or contract in October, and then went to inspection period and had to back out of that, so then went back under contract okay. on a different place. So close so in January, January 2021, and here we are, and it is still 2021. So all of this happened this year. Yeah, it was like I said, ten month period. I closed on my last property in September, um, very beginning of September. That is incredible. <laughs> I, I'm I'm sitting here right now, just trying to think of what we're gonna title this. Did <laughs> 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 it like financial freedom in less than one year, ten thousand dollars a month in cash flow in less than one year? It's, it's, there's just so many things that are just like. I don't, unheard of i've never heard of a, a story like this especially happening in one year so it's just like you know congrats to you congrats has no. anyone told you congrats like that's amazing yeah, man. It's, uh, but appreciate it thanks guys um but uh yeah definitely good to you know network uh obviously uh being a nurse i'm not really surrounded by a lot of real estate investors um so you know not a lot of people get it you know everyone's so big into you know i talk to people at work about it like i don't ever shut the hell up about real estate now <laughs> um i want to take everyone's ear off and you know everyone's yeah. just all they want to hear about is bitcoin get rich overnight and then uh, all that stuff which you know we can diversifications diversification's good but you know yeah. it's okay Brian. Uh, you, you can get me 20 year olds uh you know talking about real estate yeah. so uh, okay, we we never shut up about real estate, yeah. and neither of us. <laughs> we'll we'll we'll, have, we'll be on the phone for like one or two hours every night just talking about real estate. Yeah, we can we can start doing a, a Zoom every now with all three of us if you if you want to take the time to express your yeah. real estate. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about real estate. Um, but uh, Ian too, I, I believe he's taking a final right now, but he'll hop on the call and and talk about real estate all night with us as well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when, and and uh, you know maybe maybe soon we'll just take it all the way back to Bourbon Street and just go get hand grenades and talk about real estate. Wait. I don't I don't know I yeah, I, I, don't I may know. never go back to New Orleans. I don't think I can go back. Yeah, I don't know about this. It, it was great meeting you, but uh, one time was enough. Yeah. We'll we'll come see you in Colorado. Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, Brandon, what's what's a a book that you would recommend or you gift the most to someone, if any? Oof, man, I am I am not a reader. Um, what are you, a podcast listener? Uh, yeah, I'm always listening to the Bigger Pockets podcast. Uh, and, yeah, I've really been enjoying y'all's podcast. So you know, every time uh, you know y'all's come out now, you know, listen to it first thing as soon as I see that notification. Uh, but yeah, big bigger pockets guy. Uh, lost, you know, watch a lot of YouTube. Luckily for my job too, um, you know, I can always have an AirPod in and you know, some listen to that stuff. Um, do watch a lot of like YouTube, you know, Graham, Steve, meet Kevin, and all that. Um, but yeah, goal of mine this you know for twenty twenty two is definitely pick up some more books. Uh, I've really bad habit of. You know, I'll get about halfway through a book and just like uh, kind of die off. Um, yeah, I the last the two, thing. last two I have you know read and got to finish that you know I think have both been uh, really you know good and influential. Uh, would be Life in Air, um, you know that you know really trying to bring me back to you know what my life want my life to look like. You know, life's not all about building. You know, having 
you know, the most money, but, uh, you know, knowing what I want to do in life and, you know, what I want, you know, that ideal life to look like. Yeah. Um, and then that, uh, how to win friends and influence people. Um, I think that's a pretty huge book. Um, cause it can be used in all aspects of life, just, uh, building those connections. Uh, but yeah, especially helpful in real estate as well. What did Where, you say um, the name of that first book was? Life and Air. Life and Air. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. Like Millionaire, but Life? Yeah. It's, uh, I like that. It's like one of the top 10 books uh, on the Bigger Pockets podcast. Like a lot okay. of people have seen. Um, but yeah, definitely check that out. I mean, it's a pretty quick book. It's like 200 pages. Uh, pretty quick read. So Okay. I do the same thing that you said, like I'll read half a book and never touch it again. Yeah. But I, I, I just decided yesterday that I was going to get into Audible. And I, I'm looking on the Audible app and I'm trying to buy books. And you cannot buy them through the app without a subscription because Apple will take a piece of the sale. So you have to pull it up on your laptop and purchase it. And then you go on your phone and download it. But you can't buy it from your iPhone. So I thought I thought that was something that uh, I needed to rant about because I was very frustrated, <laughs> very frustrated last night trying to buy some books. I was like, I will pay money for it. Why does it not give me the option to do that? But uh, it's an app store thing that Amazon wants to keep all the money. And, and what we'll do too, Brandon, is uh, we're building a book list right now. We'll, we'll share it with you um, so you can see the, the books we got in there. We can um, start a little book club action, you know? Yeah, talk about the books uh, we're reading together yeah yeah i hate to be the cliche but you know like i said if i didn't read her stone poor dad uh, you know a couple of years ago <laughs> all this probably wouldn't have you know happened uh, but i know that's such a cliche but you know it is such a powerful <laughs> book for sure so absolutely um and uh brandon before we before we head out of here where's some um where can people go find you just follow what you're doing go see the bathroom you know the a thousand dollar bathroom remodels and uh just catch up and uh, ask you any questions if they have any uh yeah man uh i'm on instagram um i'm never really posted a lot about my real estate but um I realize that now that, you know, that is a, definitely kind of a key piece uh, for the networking. And, you know, if people don't see what you're doing, you know, they don't know what you're doing. So uh, I've been posting a lot more, you know, for renovations and a lot of my numbers and stuff on Instagram. So you can find me there. Let me see. I don't know what my Instagram is, actually. It's uh, it's Brandon Gaskin underscore. Um I do have a section like uh, stories that has all my real estate stuff on it as well. Um, and I will be posting more now as well, you know, to kind of help people and see what, so that people can see what I'm doing and, you know, hopefully they can copy it and they can uh, they do that business model as well. Yeah. I'm going to be hiking those beautiful mountains you're at right now. Yeah. yeah. You have a phenomenal story. I'm, I'm sort of blown away just thinking about it. And and I feel like we were we were just so casual in the conversation, but you really do have a pretty phenomenal story over the past ten months. Oh man, well you know I appreciate that, but uh, you know when I was at the Bigger Pockets podcast, you know originally, so the first day when I was there, uh, you know I was kind of getting a little discouraged because it seemed like everyone I talked to just like you know everyone you know they were eager to learn stuff but like almost everyone i talked to the first day like no one had even you know done a deal yet they were still in that analysis paralysis which kind of was a little discouraging but you know i mean i respected them you know i was glad you know that people were there at least they were you know interested in that but uh then i go and meet you guys and you know you haven't talked about your story on tim yet but uh you guys definitely need to you know do a podcast on that so people can hear your story because you know when i heard about tim and you know his portfolio what he's doing at 20 years old like that blew me away and uh that really lit up a fire in my heart so i was like all right you know other young people are doing this this is exciting so yeah man you definitely need to go to a podcast yourself and uh so people can hear more about you and what you're doing yeah I'll be I'll be around. If anyone's listening and they have a podcast, uh, message me on Instagram. <laughs> you know where to find me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Instagram's definitely the best way. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, Brandon, before we jump off, do you have any last words to um, say to our listeners? 
Uh, you know, man, just jump in and do it. Um, that's the only way you'll, you know, the lessons you learn, you know, through trial and error are far better than any lesson, you know, anything you can learn on YouTube and in a book. Um, you're never going to be prepared for everything, man. You just got to get out there and do it. Um, you know, you'll learn as you go. You'll make mistakes, but in the long run, it's all going to work out, man. You just definitely can't be scared and you just got to go out and do it, man. So. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Great. Well, we appreciate your time, Brandon. Uh, it, it was an awesome episode. Great story. I encourage people to listen to it more than once. Uh, just really take in uh, all the stuff that you, know, you can accomplish. Because like you said, you go to the Bigger Pockets Conference and 90% of the people you talk to haven't done anything yet. But you were sort of just like, well, I'm just going to do something and then figure it out. And it really only took a year to you know, change the whole trajectory of your life. So I encourage people listening to really take that in. And once again, appreciate you spending the time to talk to us. I'm Tim Stone with my host, Nick Galberth, and we're signing off.